0: Pod 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 Rugby Pod.
1: Welcome back to the Rugby Pod podcast. As usual, we're joined by Andy Good Pod 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 and Jim Hamilton, the legend, <laughs> self-proclaimed. <laughs> I'm Andy Rowan. Um, thank Who? you very much for exactly nobody, the Kiwi, and absolutely no one. Kiwi's back. Yeah. Jim, I thought, I
0: thought you, I thought you'd basically given him the sack after your. Presenting skills.
2: I think he's mates for Fred. Yeah, it's got to be. That's what I think.
0: Fred's a myth though, isn't he? Well, Fred the so. boss. Fred the boss is a myth. Thanks for keeping me on, Fred. I really appreciate
1: it. And I, I don't do uh, do you justice, but I do.
2: My well, best. I, exactly. Andy's really up to date with rugby as well. He I came in. He, he said, "Oh, did you play at the weekend? <laughs> did you play at the weekend? No, it was an LV Anglo. Is it LV, LV, LV? No,
0: it's not no. LV. Anglo. Just Anglo Welsh. Yeah. They, not they, even a sponsor.
2: Yeah." The, the big dogs don't play in that one. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't get on. Any reason for that, or? Well, I, I didn't play. I rested. I'm literally uh, gold dust at the minute in that Saracens car. I, I rocked up late today, four hours late. Did you really? Well, there was a crash. I didn't mean to. I actually texted and rang as many people as I could, saying apologies. The panic. It. To get the panic. It's a horrible, horrible in. feeling. That isn't it? Yeah. I waltzed in. I was like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do?
0: Drop Not me." Oh, there's no other second row. I cruiser And I told you. Yeah. I've been sensing
1: a bit of attitude from you lately. I mean, last last week you turned up late without a um, Filthy 15 player. Yes, true. Did you do any homework this week?
2: Have I done any homework? I don't need to do homework. I'm living and breathing this game of rugby. It's raw. (laughs) I'm not like Goody, who you know, a husband. He's out of the game. Has been? Has been. He's there researching. Hey, always
0: better to be a husband than a nobody, Jim.
2: So I know you don't... uh, Yeah, very true. I know Hmm. you don't listen to the shows back, but I do. I'm interested on the long drive. What's interesting, I find, is how much information and knowledge you have of the game of rugby. And you talk about preparation. For be- you never prepared like this for a game. I did, mate.
0: Never. For a game, I definitely prepared. Mate, look at the dive that you had. I know. The okay. morning of the game, I had a bacon sandwich. <laughs> this is preparation. Always pre-match meal, bacon yeah. sandwich, red and brown sauce. And then get a, get a full fat latte on the way to the game. Happy days, mate.
2: Exactly. That's preparation. But anyway, you've sorry. Your,
0: you've always got to take your second career seriously. First one. Have a laugh with it, enjoy it. It was fun. Second one, do your homework, mate. That's what I'm about now. There you go.
2: Like Andy Rowe. It's been in the media. Let's pass back to Andy Rowe, what you got. Well, that's,
1: that's the thing about you, Goody, and I think we should maybe come up with a segment of you giving Jim um, advice each week. I mean, you did it last week about his post career, career, uh, a post rugby career.
0: Yeah. Um, and this week, well, no, he's yet. not post yet because he signed for London Irish. Is that still no, true? I, that isn't true. Okay. No. Sorry, sorry to announce that again. I'm live on the Rugby Pod Pod <laughs> Pod. But so, Jim Hamilton's. Categorically said he's not playing for London Irish next year. I'm undecided on what I'm doing Okay, here. there we okay, go. Goody, you're
1: making a comeback, aren't you? I saw some stuff on Twitter. What's happening with that?
0: Yeah, no. I, I did get an offer last week. Who for? Yeah, Yeah, for the big stuff. The big the big leagues. Actually. Yeah. China? Nope. You'll never guess. America? National to South. Who? It's a big club. Chinna. Chin- okay. Chinna Rugby Club came after me. I think you're doing a... Are you doing a uh, uh, Saracens thing there?
2: Chinna? Yeah. Chinner beer? No. Not that I know of. It anyway, China came after me. Uh, how much? Sure no, that was no, that no, was the next no, question. No. How much?
0: No, all a bit of fun. All a bit of fun. Just a few beers with the boys and Wow. Do I get any... Did you play? <laughs> no, no, no. They asked if I would play. He's still considering um, it. Um right? and they uh made an offer. Okay. And I thought about it very seriously. Yeah. And unfortunately I thought, you know, haven't done a preseason. You can only play that level with preseason. The pre season on your belt, and I've turned it down. Oh, but I could have played div- the equivalent of level four. China Rugby Club, the top, they're currently top of national South They don't South. need you then, they don't need you. Well, no, well, clearly not because they went down to Exmouth at the weekend and won.
1: I can't I'm imagine they'd be offering really... much in that level. What were they offering you?
0: Oh, who knows? Who knows? A couple of beers, a couple of beers, and a pasty. That's yeah. all I need. That's all I need. Chips and days. sausage.
2: That's to be battered, though, yeah. Jim. Come on, true. Hey, talking about the sausages, I had a hell of a week, so I had a week off. Mm. And and like I mentioned on the Rugby Pod last week, uh, I was invited, or invited myself, to the restaurant Mac and Wild. Uh, I I thought you own it. I thought you own it. Yeah, I'm a a (laughs) co-owner. Can we get something? Can we get a burger in now? Yeah, we Well, we can. I just invited yourself. Yeah, so I invited myself. Hold on, you were late because you were
0: having a burger
2: while we've been sat waiting for you. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I was there there. to what they—it's called addressing the haggis. So it's it's a a Scottish tradition. You put a dress on the haggis. I was wearing a dress, my son said it was. I was wearing a kiln. Anything uh, underneath, or are you just balls well, out? Well, this is the thing. Do you want to, so, at my wedding, I, I know we're jumping in between. That's what we do here. I so, at my going. wedding, I, I wore a kilt because I'm Scottish. Yeah. got married in Scotland. <laughs> You're so English-Chinese, My wife, Chinese, my wife Rebecca. Eng- English-Chinese. To my wife, Rebecca. Lovely uh, camp- lady. Born, Hello, Rebecca. Yeah. Born uh, how do you put in up the capital of Scotland.
0: <laughs> how, Rebecca, how do you put up with this oath
2: day in, day out? Fine wine. All I'm saying is uh she, kids, she drinks a lot of fine wine is. to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the pain. Yeah, exactly. You know what they say? Like Men get better with age, apart from your good self. Goody. <laughs> really? The women? I don't know. No, she's a gem. Uh, anyway, so where were we? Kilts. I think let's firstly just say, after what you just said, you're 100% sleeping on the sofa tonight, i <laughs> not <aren't> you? <laughs> Imagine at Kelly Brown's house tonight. Uh, Kelly Stay bro- over on a Monday night Kelly Brown's. Charges Good. me 50 quid a night. Is it really? It's Scottish, mate. So we had steak the other night. Uh, well, the other night, a few months ago. I've not stayed. I choose to stay in a hotel. It is cheaper sometimes. £10 he wanted for a steak. So 60 quid. For, for, a mate. Night, for a night at Kelly Brown's house. For a mate. Scottish. Yeah. Scottish. But anyway, can I get on to what yes, I said? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the anyway, week off. Good eyebrows um, there, Kelly Brown. You were Great invited eyebrows. to your own place. Great I was outdoors. invited to my own place to address the haggis. So a Scottish tradition on Burns night. Still don't um, get why you dress the haggis. So what you have to carry. do is, yeah, well, you're basically toasting the haggis. So you have to say a, a poem from the famous Robert Burns. And I got the poem sent through, I got the script sent through. And I was like, are you taking the pesh? All in pure Gaelic, Scottish, I was like, there's no chance. So I said, there's an English version, and then I thought that would take, it'd just be taking the piss. But anyway, I've sent the the poem to Goody to see if he can do a paragraph of what was expected of me <laughs> to do. So there was actually three of these paragraphs. Andy Goode now, the Scottish version, I'm not gonna is going to read heavy, you was. the first paragraph of what I was meant to toast uh, to address the haggis. And we're going back to we're going back to school days. and My mum did say you, you couldn't add up or read,
0: so you, you've done well, you've... you've... There you you blossomed.
2: Made millions, that's all I'm saying. You've
0: made millions. That's a str- <laughs> strong statement. I, I'm as surprised as you. Uh, so the first... Oh, mate, this is... I, I feel I'm doing my English roots. You, you come, on, it, Goody, it, just come on, Goody. just read I feel read the the I'm being part. a bit of a Judas too, no, 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 by not. reading read the this? Palm. You're not. Give the far you honest. Son's Great chieftain, or oh, the pudding race. A boon. Then my tak your place. Pench tripe. Like, oh, mate, this, this is just terrible. Let's go. Keep going. Keep There's going. No keep it, going, please. please. Uh, will I your wordy, at uh, or grace as long as my arm? Yeah, as long as my arm As long as my arm so baby. something in behind it. Um, basically, that's that's some brave art bollocks that Scotland's still going <laughs> about and, and are still. Although Scotland, fair play, the sevens beat the English sevens. I was going to say Scotland can never yeah. beat England at rugby, but the sevens
2: did us at the yeah, weekend. They did. They did. I mm-hmm. oh, was actually. Oh, so I was up in Scotland. So Burns night. And then went up to Scotland on Thursday morning with the family. I'm, 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 I'm like you, Goody. So I'm writing a piece for the Scotsman newspaper, a bit of journalism. Really? So I had to be in Scotland to write. You, you just got to Goody's s- mum said it. you couldn't read or write. Yeah, I know why I did. It was ghostwriting. Of course it did. <laughs> <it was close laughs> but I had to be in Scotland. To, to that. That's what J.K. Rowling did. to take the phone call? JK, J.K. Rowling, my good friend. You had to be in friend. Scotland to take the phone call to, to ghostwrite a column. Exactly. So J.K. Rowling, Joe. Any big words?
0: Any big words that they
2: used? Or? No. Well, I, he he emailed it back to me, and then I I re kind of jigged it in in Jim Hamilton terminology. Coventry. You put Kofskin in there. I put a put bit put, of Kofskin. But J- bastard. But as I say, J.K. Rowling, Joe, my good friend, said that you have to be engaged with the writing in the piece, in the art, and that's what I did. So I went to Scotland for a few days and, and got engaged, engaged with writing. Drink some whiskey and wear a kilt and had some haggis. So Do you wear a kilt on Burns Night. Yeah, of course. Yeah, bows out everywhere, or well, what wet tea bags? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is it bareback bob. Or no, or so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, there is a thing where it's offensive if an Englishman uh, wears no. So pants. you are English. What you're saying. you saying? You are English. I like Half that. Scottish, half Scottish, the... quarter English, quarter Chinese. No, Homer <laughs> is if you, if so. If you were to wear a kilt, I would never do that. Well, you might be. No if chance. you were to ever wear a kilt then you have to wear pants. It's offensive to not wear pants. We man. So Hold on, so but if you're Scottish, pants. you have to wear pants. No, sorry, if you're Scottish, you don't, you wear, don't pants. wear pants. Don't. So did and you wear English, pants? You Anything else. Was little Jimmy out there everywhere? Little Jimmy we've was got the photo. There, walking up the stairs. We've got, got right? the photo. Free Willy, we've got it. Walking up the stairs, look like I've got a camel toe. And <laughs> <up here. laughs> so anyway, Amazing. to all the Scottish people listening out there, I'll have a week. Robert Burns. Give him a toast. There we go. Before the show completely loses its way,
1: um, let's get on to the, the rumour mill. Uh, any news, any gossip Do you guys, apart from uh, Goody um, making a comeback into what, to whatever, and, uh, and then the London Irish chat from Jim, anything else that you guys know that's going around?
2: Spoke to Charlie Hodgson today. Oh, and go He's, g- he's going to kill me because he didn't want me to say. Good, good. He's coming out of retirement. Tell I, me I, he I, he's not. He's not coming out of retirement, oh, but I think it. Bristol's won him. Bristol's, Everyone. what, right Bristol's. now? Bristol's. Well, that's the band. He's what not. For? He, he gave us a, a wry smile. What for? Mm. Best One of the best 10s to ever play the club. Yeah, to play right now. I what? think so. I don't know. That's a rumour that I'm putting out there. Kev Sorrell, uh, the Saracens bats coach, listens to the show. Kev's a good bloke. So that's just a rumour. So anything that we say. It goes out to mainstream. Let's get we could say there. anything. Let's get it out there. We, what, say should we anything, what should we make man. up? What should we
0: say? Is Jeff
2: Parlin time for Saris yet? That's no, it's not happening. It's not happening. Not happening now. I didn't see. I didn't it's see the Murray up there between. It was, no, It was happening. It's not happening now.
0: And that. So Jim, are you staying on at Saris? You categorically said you weren't. One hundred percent not staying at Saracens. Oh,
2: what second round? This is, is the, the farewell tour. I have no idea. No idea. The farewell yeah. tour. Yeah. gitto has gone from too long. Yeah. Japan. See you later. Yeah. Why wouldn't you though?
1: Well, you know, looking looking after your family and going to oh, Japan, I mean, listen, probably some easy easier rugby.
0: Yeah, yeah
2: a lot easier. Scott Burger said it's one of the hardest rugby he's ever played. The hardest? The really? Japs, yeah. oh, tra-
0: Training's mad, though, yeah. apparently.
2: Loads of training, chop suey, not figuratively or literally. What is the word for? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> chop suey, but they're getting t- chopped down by the ankles. He said carrying the ball is a nightmare. You're looking for people to barge over, and the next thing... Whoa. Chop down the legs, mate. You're on the floor quicker than really? you can say Because yeah. <laughs> the
1: perception is that no. Japanese rugby, if you went there, you're just going for the easy paycheck. Of course, and for someone like Burger to say that,
0: every person, the, yeah, I appreciate every person that I've spoken to that's played out in Japan says it's the worst kind of training. It's like old school military. It's eight, you know, eight in the morning till eight at night, sort of thing. Mental boiling hot. Yeah, um, so on the body, it's pretty tough. Maybe not physically in terms of. The hits you get in the Premiership and the European, the Champions Cup and stuff, or in France, but it's a different kind of physical, different kind of you know, on your feet every day. I years ago I got offered a contract to play over in in Japan, and when I found out there's a lot of running, I just said no.
3: Yeah.
0: I did want the food though. Good food. Mm. Sushi every day. Yeah. Anyway,
1: you'd, you'd slim down and trim down on that. No chance. Day.
0: Well, if you run, I would, yeah, but I don't run, so. You can get on the sake. What are we talking about then?
1: Let's have a look at the no more rumors no more no more stories for us no. It's quite
0: it's, it's, it's Anglo, Welsh. Yeah, it's just built it's the whole George Ford thing is he still going back to Leicester and getting bored of that just make a decision somewhere. Yeah, we'll um, just make it up.
1: Well yeah. let's look at let's look at the Six Nations because it's coming up this weekend. It's coming up this weekend, isn't it? This is double check. Just giving England the medal. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, Not a scoop. Yeah, so um, the squads were out a couple of weeks ago. We didn't We didn't really look at it last week. But have there been any surprises? Let's look at England first, um, Goody. Any surprises there for you? Or anyone that should be in there that shouldn't? And what
0: were your initial thoughts? Uh, I think the whole thing with the England squad now is I don't think there's any surprises. Um, the, I suppose the big surprise is the amount of injuries we've got, which obviously is a bit of bad luck. I think Eddie Jones has had it his own way for the last... Um, well, he's been in charge for a year now, hasn't he? You know, he's had everyone pretty much fit, give or take the odd player during autumn. Um, and we, you know, we won the Grand Slam last year. Went to Australia, beat them three 0 You know, we're unbeaten in fourteen games. Oh, listen, you know, missing the Vanu brothers is is, mm. is the big test for us now. Um, every time those fellas touch the ball, they get over the game line. You know, whether it's Billy first, you know, takes two or three guys to stop him. And then there's an overlap somewhere else because of that you get fastball and it makes a massive difference. Then Mako's, his game's gone through the roof this year. Probably because I think he's been listening to Jim.
2: <laughs> but he's, you know... Mako, I've been freeing up space for him. Exactly. I've been they, they watch the you and do see him. Yeah,
0: unbelievable. Uh, yeah. But, you know, our big test, um, and everyone, everyone's sort of building up to this, the last game where England play Ireland over in Dublin, and it's going to be hopefully the game that decides the Grand Slam because Ireland would have won all their games. You know, we... You know, it's the game that we could break the, the 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 record that the All Blacks have got at the minute as well. You know that little team that you support, mate.
1: Yeah, is it something you guys are they're interested in? Is it is it quite
0: a quite
2: it's a big just, deal? It's a press thing. I'm in the press mm-hmm. now, so it's a press thing. I don't yeah. think it is for the players, is it? But I don't.
0: I don't. I don't it doesn't bother the players, I don't think. Yeah. But don't really Grand Slams do. But here's the thing. You know, obviously we play France. I expect France to be competitive this weekend for 60 minutes, and I expect England will run away with it in the last 20. Mm-hmm. The big test for us, Wales away, week two. Wales are under the radar. Gatland's not there. Yeah. You know, People are writing them off because they didn't have a great autumn. Everyone's talking about England and Ireland. Everyone's talking about Scotland being the team that yeah, could sorry. surprise a few. Yeah. Um, it, surprisingly, they won't get their wooden spoon this year. That's the surprise.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: sorry, Jim.
1: Uh, no no Van Apollo's, I mean, you would know firsthand, yeah. Jim, what sort of impact that has on a team.
2: I think it, England are going to be a completely different team without them. I think that with them, they're a world-class team. Can probably compete with New Zealand, mm. Ireland on their on their, their very day, but you lose so much when you, when you take them to out of the equation. Everyone would see
1: the obvious, but w- what else do you lose apart from the the go forward and getting over the advantage
2: line? I'd say how consistently they do it, so how fit they are for guys who are getting through that amount of work. I think that that's the difference between them and potentially other. Polynesian guys in that mould that might run out of a bit Mm. of puff. They're they're very smart players as well. Not just carrying. you look at the way that Billy's improved his game with his offloading, bringing other players into the game. and Probably what Eddie likes, I'm not 100% sure, but what a lot of coaches do like is them combinations. Mm. So now you're going to go into a championship with combinations that potentially haven't played together and the big Saracens contingent that's been in there, you know, with Maro and George and Mako at one, Billy at eight. With Farrell in there as well, it's slightly, slightly uh, been pulled apart. But you know, you're going to replace.
0: I think they've announced today that Joe Marler going to be fit this weekend, which is phenomenal. Break your leg three or four weeks ago, and you're fit to play for England, which I think. Back for know, England, mate. Credit, credit to him. At uh, 21 bags a game, yes you are. <laughs> <laughs> you're fit, mate. You're can, fit. You <laughs> can you run? Can, no, you, can, can you, you walk? Yeah. Yeah, get yeah on you're that. in. <laughs>
4: um,
0: anyway, so you know, obviously Marler, I think, will probably start, and then there's a debate between Genge and maybe someone like Matt Mullen on the bench. It is, you know, all due respect. Marla's a great player, and so is Alice Genge, and so is Matt Mullen. But the Von boys, Mako especially, is probably the best loose-head prop in the world, I'm going to say. All-round game at the minute. Um, So it is a step down to whoever plays next. Billy, again, him and Kieran Reid, best two number eights in the world. Uh, Nathan Hughes, very good player. Uh, Will ball carry, but hasn't got the repetitive work rate of, of a Billy Vinopola. so um you know Haskell, he's coming back into it does he start this weekend he's only played one game for wasps um you know rob shaw's out he's the glue that allow, allows actually billy vanopola to go and do all the big ball carries and stuff because rob shaw's just at every ruck clearing the crap out that uh, allows billy to go off and, and 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 do big you know big ball carries so be interesting um
2: yeah i'm not convinced with england you're not convinced. I'm not. I think with Dylan coming back in a hooker as well. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. This is me sp- completely speculating. Might upset the balance slightly. I, I don't know. I think England are limping into this first.
0: game. Uh, no, I agree. But what I do love about England is the Eddie Jones factor. How he just he doesn't care yeah. what people are saying in the press. What mm. you know, how people are performing. He gives his players an absolute lift in terms of confidence. Mm. Um, so much so that apparently, did you see the picture of Eddie last week? He yeah. Cutting his face and all the <laughs> he got, clusters. Got, he got was he was, he was basically, uh, they had a few beers and he was naked wrestling with Steve Borthwick to prove that he was the man. That's not true. <laughs> That's not
1: true. <laughs> it's a similar philosophy that Steve Hansen's always had with the All Blacks is that if you are injured and you come back from injury, you're still the incumbent in that spot until you lose your position through form. Yeah. I, Uh, It's it's just a philosophy that uh, it's worked for the All Blacks and whether it works for other teams, uh, I mean, the jury's out. Key, we're talking about the All Blacks again. Scotland, Jim, is it their year? Glasgow's going pretty well. I don't
2: know if it's their year. but uh, It's their year, they might not get the wooden spoon. I think we'll be very competitive. I think that now we've got a settled squad. The guys are exposed to top-level rugby in the Champions Cup. You mentioned Glasgow there. That'll be the backbone of the team. I think the autumn went well. Could have, should have beaten Australia. They didn't, but they went on and had had two great performances off the back of that, which hasn't been the case with Scotland over the years. I think that... Who, Ast- who did they beat after Australia? Who did they beat after Australia? Georgia? Uh, Argentina and Georgia. Yeah, well, two, done. Two, well done. Well, done well, Argentina are a good team. Yeah, they are. Actually. But the thing is that in the past, Scotland would have struggled against what's classed as a second-tier nation. like a, mm. And I, I don't think they're a second-tier nation, but in the past, a Fiji, a Samoa, a Georgia... And they went on and smashed Georgia. Yeah,
0: was that because you were playing went in the tough old days, or exactly? Yeah. You
1: you say competitive. Like how, how how would you what would be a competitive what would be a satisfactory result for this uh, tournament for Scotland
2: fourth? I think all their home games. So they've got Ireland first up, which everyone thinks is a foregone conclusion. And I don't think, think it is though, especially with Sexton mm. limping in. Limping. Johnny Sexton hasn't been a hundred percent fit for the the past year at least at least mm. and then you look you compare that to finn russell who was out with concussion issues at the beginning of the season his form going into in, in, into the the games guys like johnny gray john barkley fraser brown at hooker who i think is an outside when he for the Lions. i think he'll start i think on his on the form he he'll has start, to head forward i, I think that the difference between the challenge cup and the champions cup is huge now and I think you look at the confidence, that you talk about confidence of England going into mm. different games. The confidence of these Glasgow guys going on to play for Scotland. Tommy Seymour, again, who I've, uh, I've banged on about. They've ne- but anyway, Scotland have now got strength in depth. They've got Ali Price, who's going to be on the bench, who's been fantastic for Glasgow. You see, I mentioned a lot of these guys that play for Glasgow because ultimately, like I said, they're going to make up mm. the majority of the team. The issue where we've struggled in the past is the strength in depth on the bench. Xander uh, Fagerson who's a young 21 year old oh, tighthead, he's, he's good isn't he class player and he got his opportunity in the automatic because WP now was injured um, he's been class but it's who's coming on the bench to be able to shore that up at uh, hooker okay, we're going to be good because Ross Ford if he doesn't start will be on the bench and vice versa with Fraser Brown second row great- three world class second rows now, <laughs> they? the grey boys the grey boys Johnny and Richie someone tweeted me today ask- asking me who I thought was better between the two I think they're very different players uh, Johnny, for me, people are saying that he's world class. I wouldn't say he's world class. He's not as good as you, Jim, is he? No, he's not. No, not Thank in my you. prime. I'd say that he's a very, very good player. Um, he does everything well, very well. I'd say that he's in a kind of similar mould to George Cruz, Swinson. Swinson's been class. Mm. He's been he's been playing. That bri- time Scotland he- had some decent second <laughs> rows. <laughs> he's you been playing or? brilliantly. His two man of the match performances for a guy at six foot four with heels is uh, <laughs> is a credit to him. But the, we we all know there's a big step up, even from Champions Cup rugby. Mm. Sorry. And lastly, the, the, the big thing for Scotland now is people are talking about them properly. Mm. And people are going to analyse them with the respect that they've probably not, probably not had in the past and they've still gone on to win the game without even analysing us properly. But I think that first game, and it, it's like they say, Scotland have gone into championships before with high hopes. And you lose your first couple of games... It's a downward spiral from there in there on in. This first game against Ireland's massive, and I and I think they can turn them. Over.
0: And what's really interesting for me is, obviously, it's Vern Stern, Vern and his his issues, of his what issues, uh, Rabbit Gate. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's it's his last Six Nations. You know, and it's kind of weird because it's everyone's talking about Scotland as this team now that's got potential, mm-hmm. and they've basically said that he's gotten to this point, and he's you know with the help of Glasgow etc now finally got a decent team that can challenge but he's going at the end of the six nations and gregor townsend comes in so i think it'll be same old scotland to be fair um which you know i say all fart and no poo okay. um sorry Jim. jim's, no, jim's I, looking at me like i'm uh jim's try- hoping for a shot yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <At least>. <laughs> but- <laughs> i was <laughs> trying to
2: dig out some stats for the rugby purists out there for you goody about Vern cotter's um reign, but we can maybe leave that for another day
1: talk about wales everyone's saying wales are- nothing at the moment they're, they're not not getting a look in at the press what what are you guys thinking about wales and uh, you think that they might slip under the radar and, and cause yeah. a few upsets I, I think
0: um you know obviously people aren't really mentioning wales in in terms of the higher echelons of the the six nations of what we've been used to
2: the higher slongs the ho- who's got a high slong who's got a hard slong slong <laughs> slong dong <laughs> hong kong uh
0: no but you talk about um you know, obviously, work, Warren, Warren Gatland's not in charge this year. Obviously, with the Lions, Rob mm. Howley's there. They're talking about that they had a real, they had an average November, didn't they? Mm.
2: And that's why people are basing it because they weren't
0: just average; yeah. they were rubbish. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they beat Argentina. Yeah, I think they beat they beat South Africa, as well, didn't they?
1: They've got it in them. Maybe that.
0: Maybe they, the they're performances, going based on performances weren't great, and Japan they just squeaked past, but. Yeah. I think they're at a crossroads in terms of how they, were, they play because obviously we all know about Warren Ball and the big powerful you know, same-way, same-way blitz defence, all this stuff. And I think you know, they went over to New Zealand in the summer and tried to change their game a little bit in terms of trying to play you know, a little bit faster, a little bit looser and not the structured way Warren Gatlin likes to play. And I don't think they've got the type five now, and Jim will know more about this than me. I don't think they've got the type five to be able to play the way Warren Gatlin used to have them play. Mm. So they've got to change their game uh, tactically um, and then you bring you come back to you know so how will they play, and you look at you know at ten will they go bigger or will they go Davis at ten? Obviously Davis has been playing exceptionally well for uh, the Ospreys. They're both Ospreys boys, but people are talking about Davis as you know the next guy at ten. Is he the option? And then you go to centre. Do you play Jamie Roberts at twelve because he's the way Warren Gatlin wants you to play, the big ball carrying twelve, or do you go Jonathan Davis and and um, Scott Williams in the centres? Yeah, more exciting yeah, halfpenny at fullback or or Liam Williams
2: I don't think halfpenny's been playing he hasn't well but this is the thing do you
0: go and, and this is do you go the the status quo of we pick the big name players like halfpenny Jamie Roberts etc off the back of not performing particularly well but also the fear of fear of losing I suppose and their first game Italy away is a massive banana skin for them Yeah, they've got new coaches involved they've got Alex King coming in who's yep. a fantastic coach Obviously, Rob Howley's in charge. New captain. Yeah, ben Ryan's in, in there. Yeah, Alan jones is captain. Yeah, Warburton. Yeah. In or out, who knows? Who knows? The only thing they can say, Alan jones is a world-class second row. And Jim, you've, you've probably got more appreciation of it than I'll me. I'd say
2: one of the best second rows to have ever played the game, yeah. in my opinion. And then you've got oh.
0: Tipperick. Justin Tipperick, who is the perennial bench player because Warburton's the captain. He's on
2: outstanding He'll form definitely for, start.
0: for the Ospreys. Thomas Young as well. It just yeah. depends how... That, that Italy game, if they can get through that, all guns blazing for England, but it's a banana skin next week, this weekend, for them playing against Italy.
1: I think we've got Gavin Mortimer on the line. Gavin, are you there?
0: Uh, Gavin, it's Andy Goode here. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, Andy. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Just the whole thing about Toulon and and Mike Ford and Bougelal and all that stuff. Um, Mike Ford hasn't been accepted that well. You know, I read a bit of the French press as well, and um, you know, I was down in Toulon a few weeks ago for the sale game. He's not been accepted that well by, you know, the the Toulon Massive, has he? And this whole thing about Bujala, every week there's some sort of piece in the newspaper about it being mm-hmm. him. It's it's not a great place to be, is it, right now?
5: No, it's not. And uh, I think, the fact, uh, Guito's off. He today, he's an today that he's off to Japan. Others are following. And it's not I mean, It just creates so much uncertainty. And uh, from what I understand, uh, you know, the, 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 it's not a happy dressing room. And uh, it, it, every week he's... He's become a caricature almost he's he's this large of a life character, and at first it was sort of mildly amusing, but now it's just getting tiresome and it's it's just bringing instability to the club and there was yeah, before Christmas is again he was very sure one week, one month he was going to this would be his last year as president now he's saying he's going to be on to two thousand and twenty one and it just creates Lord. a feeling I think within the club of uh, of uncertainty and also sort of a, a lack of trust probably with bourgelet just don't know what he's going to do from one week to the next
2: bonjour gavin je suis jim Hamilton.
5: <laughs> <Bonsoir>. <laughs>
2: gavin how are you mate uh where yeah, about no, you, where about you live in france Interesting. i'm
5: in paris now i was in montpellier for five years and uh oh neighbors of Jim, uh, were you <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just uh, I, in fact, I think I uh, luckily I moved out before you
2: moved out. Exactly, mate. It was always it was wild, wild parties, mate. Especially uh, with Fabien Gaultier, the crazy, the crazy man. Yeah. So just uh, we've been touching on the Six Nations, obviously coming at the weekend. England, Ireland, Scotland being touted for the Grand Slam. Um, <laughs> Scotland, no chance. <Josh. laughs> France. I mean, no one's really speaking about France. Can you give us any insight or what the papers, what the media are saying about the, the French team going into this championship?
5: they were pleased with the way, the style of the rugby that Moves had France playing in the autumn. Um, But in that French way, you know, the the French are sort of more interested in style than results you feel at times. And and of course they lost to a second string Australia team uh, and they lost to a very tired New Zealand team who were sort of half, half on the plane after the, uh, the end of a long season. And so, they dominated the possession against New Zealand. They made, I think, something like 17 line breaks to to the all-black six, and yet they couldn't put the game away. And that, to me, shows that there's still a, a lot of weaknesses in this French team. There's three or four very good players, but the loss of Fofana is a huge blow. Yeah, so you had that Claremont axis of uh, Camille, Lopez, Camille Lopez, who is at last looking like a... An international fly half, which you can't really say France have had in the last decade or so, and then you had Fafana and Lamarat and uh, and they, they were they really looked they were, they were growing together in the uh, in the test arena. And to lose for Fafana for the season with an Achilles rupture is is huge, and it gives an opportunity to Ficou, who's been around for years and has sort of flattered to the sea, but um, it's time now that he really. Uh, if he is going to establish himself on the test scene, this is the the time to
1: do it. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Gav Mortimer. Um, Really appreciate it.
0: Quick score prediction. Let's get a quick score prediction from Gav. The weekend. Come on, mate. England, France.
5: England Uh, England are going to win, and I would say it will be 28 Eleven. Yes, I
2: approve right. that. I think France up. will win. Absol. Cheers, Gavin.
0: Thanks, Cheers, Gavin. Good man, was,
2: mate. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Bonsoir, mon ami. Bonsoir, mon ami. What, he's he's a good bloke, c'est actually.
0: Bon. He knows everything about French rugby. I could tell. He he est fatigué. Yeah. Il est très fatigué. Oh, très I fatigué. Il t- a mangé trop. T- he he would have gone
1: on. He would have gone, gone on and on all night. Yeah. If I had a he's a good bloke. He knows yeah. his stuff. I didn't
2: know he lived in France. Yeah, Paris. Where? He lived next door to you, Jim and I know. Actually, my French. You see how fluent I was. Ever used to go in? Jim, c'est bon. No. Just we fatigue. <laughs> oh, fatigue encore. We oui, Trey fatigue. What did you just say? I yeah. just said I'm fucked. <laughs> in French. <laughs> We're supposed to have JP
1: um, Doyle on. Is is he on? You're trying to get him at the moment, Fred. All right, all right. We'll come back to that. And now let's look at uh, Ireland's chances. We touched on it briefly in the Six Nations. I mean, Ireland, you know, they tipped over the All Blacks. Not an easy thing yeah. to do, is it? Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: fair play, Ireland. They beat. They did the. The triple over the Southern Hemisphere Nations, didn't they? The main Southern Hemisphere Nations, let's talk about. <laughs> obviously, uh, Australia, New Zealand and South Africa. Beat them all in the last calendar the year. Um, this time last year in the Six Nations, they had a load of injuries post-World Cup mm. um, and they really struggled at times. Um, they're a completely different animal this year, I think. Uh, obviously, a lot of confidence from not only their victory over New Zealand out in Chicago. Um, yeah, they beat Australia at home uh, in November as well, but... Just the form of their provinces as well. So you know every province. Ulster haven't qualified for the knockouts, but Munster topped their group, Leinster topped their group, and won both groups fairly comfortably. Um, And you just need to look at the back row for the quality players they've got. Um, CJ Stander, I love talking about him. Although he's He's phenomenal, isn't he? He he? is. But you know, there's a bit of uh, bit of discussion over the last week or so about these project players. And no doubt CJ Stander's a project player. You know, you interview him after the game. He's got, and this is a good stat for you, out of 72 games he's played for Munster, he's got 18 man-of-the-matches. I did see that on 20, BBC. 25% of the games he plays, he gets man-of-the-match for Munster, and he does an interview afterwards, he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, we are the greatest team I have ever played for, in his <laughs> deepest Indian, uh, sorry, South African accent. Um, but, you know, you look at the back row, uh, Sean O'Brien's fit again, CJ Standard, obviously, in top form, Jamie Heaslip, at Vander Fleer, O'Mahani at uh, Munster, Henderson, they've just got so much quality there, and I think... Whereas last year they didn't have the depth, and Jim, you spoke about Scotland and their depth. Last year they had loads of injuries and didn't have the depth. This year, you know, they've got a really, really great opportunity to go on and get the Grand Slam. But I think it's all about that first game at Scotland. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and people talk about Sexton being injured and, mm. you know, he's the big linchpin. Paddy Jackson, you know, played exceptionally well for Ireland as well mm. at times. Um, so, you know, if they can get through Scotland, I think they'll go all the way to the England game. And it'll be a Grand Slam decider for them, definitely, and hopefully England as well.
2: Yeah, I think the good thing about Ireland, and you mentioned it there, was you know the Munster factor that they've got, the emotion that we didn't think was sustainable from the outside looking in, but it has been. You mentioned uh, Peter O'Mahony, o- o- however you want to say, but I think he encompasses that everything that Ireland is and the way that his performance is for Munster. Rory Best at 34, uh, captain his performances. Can he
0: be Lions captain, do you reckon?
2: He's got to be in the mix, is not he? I think he'll be the starting hooker on, you the, think... on, the, on this form and off the back of that, potentially. I think Alan Wynne Jones will captain yeah. the Lions. Um, but yeah, again, you look at the provinces, and, and that's all you can base it on. You can, you can base it on the form of where the backbone of their team is going to come from Leinster and Munster. And, you know, we mentioned Sexton. I personally think that is a big thing, him being injured. I don't think. That, I think the difference between him and Paddy Jackson isn't as big as people think, but you know Sexton's a big player for them as yeah, as is, is Conor Murray and he's been fantastic and he's key i think if he gets injured yeah i think it's that
0: makes a massive difference yeah. if he stays fit um yeah he's a quality player
2: yeah without going too much into detail about the game i think that, that you'll see a huge kicking game an mm. aerial threat the way that Murray box kicks Seebo chasing these kicks down They compete with uh, Tommy Seymour in the air. I don't think they'll give Stuart Hogg much to attack off. They'll know what a dangerous player he is. Um, But look, like you said, the first game for everyone's huge. It's probably the most hotly contested Six Nations Championship we've seen in a long time. And we haven't even talked about Henshaw and Ringrose in the centres as well. There you go. Yeah, Quality
0: players, Zeebo on fire as well. Um, Yeah, Just can't wait to watch Ireland play. Um, Hopefully they'll dust Scotland by about 20. No chance. (laughs) We've
1: got uh,
2: referee JP Doyle
1: on the phone. Um, JP, thank you very much for joining us.
3: No worries. I, nice to talk to you, lad.
1: I guess you've been doing a, a lot of homework around uh, the tackle area at the moment.
6: Um, well, no, actually. It keeps getting um, them wrong. Just, no, the, the whole idea is, is um, what we're trying to say to you guys is there is no change. What a high tackle was six months ago, six years ago, is still a high tackle now. There, there is no change there. The, the main change has been if a player commits a high-tackle red card and gets sent off, the tariffs for what he, he might receive is now higher, well, as in the ban he might get for yeah, being sent off.
0: But I mean, For, I mean, for, I mean, for I'm me, talking- going
6: into the Six Nations, it's very much a case of you've never been allowed to smack someone in the face. You're still not allowed to do that. We are trying to protect the players. It Player safety, concussion, everything like that is, is very, very forthright and out there at the moment. So we're trying to make sure that all the players are safe to play and Provided that, that uh,
0: area for them. Good stuff. What Six Nations games have you got, buddy?
6: Uh, I'm on Sunday uh, doing the Wales, uh, Italy-Wales game in Rome.
0: Oh, very nice. That's a lovely trip away, is it? Taking the missus?
6: Yeah. I am, yeah. Oh, you, old, <laughs> you old
0: romantic, aren't you, JP? <laughs> so obviously, JP, haven't retired now for a few months. And, uh, I used to give you a fair bit of stick and... I have
6: a I have a wonderful picture of you. Oh, jeez. Yeah, London Irish. You came on for Newcastle. Oh, um, no. Fully close. You're, gi- you're, giving me, you're giving me a, a very um, friendly bit of advice on the pitch yep. after a London Irish try. But what I remember from the game was um, you came on the pitch, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes ago. And to be fair, Newcastle were losing by 20 points and the game looked all done and dusted. Yeah, it did. And Goody, Goody had a very, I hate to say it, but a very good game. But one thing I remember was it was a, he took the ball, he was on about five minutes, he took the ball uh, flat to the line and put a chip and chase in and gathered uh, it. Chip
0: and no chase, yep.
6: No, he, he regathered it and made a break and got tackled and he spilled the ball and got up and yelled at all his players, where were you? What happened? I, I made this break. Where were you? And all the players were, Goody, none of us ever thought you'd get to that ball.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, J- so, J- JP, it's Jim. How are you, mate? Hey, Jim. How
6: are you?
2: So you talk about your memories of Goody. Do you have any of me?
6: <laughs> um, I think the last game I did with you, Jim, you got a penalty at the last second to ensure the win.
0: Uh, oh, the, it wasn't last
6: game. The old Prem final, I was it? I, have, I, I do have one memory. I, I did a game with you, Jim, over in uh, Turin. Uh, it might have been your last cap for Scotland. It was, the JP.
2: Good knowledge, and it was. My,
6: my wife said to me when I was going on this pod, she hit me yesterday, Oh, that's the big bearded fella. I like him. He's very nice. And I said, "Obviously, oh, you don't know He's lovely. Very well.
0: He's cuddly. Like, he's cuddly. You, you really,
6: you really impressed her because I think the Italian Federation forgot to put her play setting down, and you made room for her at the table. So you're a gentleman. Oh, what a oh, gent.
0: Oh, yeah. really and, he, what a gent. Yeah. And he's hung like a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> J- JP,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how much you know about the rugby pod, but you can, you can say what you like and get away with your like, uh, with whatever you like I, on I, either. I no, I
6: do listen. I do listen. To oh. be fair, You've some, some very funny moments.
1: The the friendly advice that Goody gave you when he when he came on, um, can can you recall exactly what that was?
6: It was to do with a try. I can't remember what it was to do with a try, and I remember trying to explain to him that he was a hundred percent wrong in what he was trying to tell me. No wrong. chance, mate. I'm never wrong. But I but I exactly. I was I was uh, I was speaking into an empty well, and uh, could, couldn't quite get there with them. But. The thing with Goody was he played on a lot of emotion and two minutes later he was fine with you and then another the two minutes down the low road you were the worst guy on the pitch and, and that's what refereeing is about on the day.
2: <laughs> Talking of referees, uh, uh, JP, so you said you're a big fan of the show and you've obviously listened to the Filthy 15. Um, we are. We would need a referee to referee that game. <laughs> what I ref- wouldn't
6: even know where to start. I've I, got oh, a very clean living I'm um, and- some of that bus stuff sounds very good fun for you guys. But uh, as you know, referees are uh, above any of that stuff and wouldn't want to get involved. But um, Oh, come on. Yeah, well, hold on, hold on I, I JP. Think, that's I think
0: I'll leave J- it there for that one. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, J- JP, I think that's a bit of a lie because I know a few of the referees. I know a few of them quite well. I went to school with Greg Garner. Um, Greg was in my school year. Um, Good guy. Uh, I've got a couple of stories on him that perhaps I won't air because he's still refereeing.
2: He loved the motorboat. That's what I've heard. He loved (laughs) motorboating people. (laughs) What I will say,
0: (laughs) one name I will mention, who had a stellar, stellar refereeing and and assistant refereeing career, uh, was a a young Ashley Rowden.
6: Yeah. Ashley's very famous, all right.
0: Yes. And um, if we were to have a referee that could referee the filthy 15... Uh, I'm just going on what I know about Ashley Rowden and what I, Ashley Rowden's offered me in terms of DVDs over time. Have you? Do you ever borrow a DVD off Ashley or not? No, I
6: don't have a DVD player in the house, Goody. We're all we're all on uh, Netflix these days. So Keep I know, but you know, you
0: know what I'm talking about, there, right? His proper DVD collection that he used to not hand at all. out.
6: Wouldn't wouldn't know. Professional <laughs> referees <laughs> these days. Well, well done, mate. We'll anyway, walk, I, yeah.
0: I will ask you one last question. we can't find a referee that's got a good story out of all the referees. You're obviously trained together at, at Twickenham and everything, don't you?
6: Yeah, we do. We have yeah. Monday, Tuesdays, and they get in for August. So we got tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock, we've got um, endurance sprints in the in the park. What are those? So that's something. Well, it's a pyramid where you you run continuously for about 25 minutes, and every on-off, 30 seconds on for five, 30 seconds off, 25 on, 25 off for five, all the way down to five seconds, and you cover about 6 or 7K. Yeah, no time and, for uh, that. Yeah. But my last, yeah, question,
0: my last question to then, obviously all, all the refs, you all train hard together. Um, you get sweaty and hot and then you shower together. Who's the longest in the shower?
6: The longest in the shower? I, I wouldn't know. There's some guys who seem to stay in there a long time. Matt Carley's in there a long time.
2: So. He's hung like a horse. Yeah. Like well, on that, JP, I saw Ashley <laughs> Rodan back in the day when I was playing out of a bush on him. <laughs> Nicknamed the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, thank uh, you. Thank you very much for joining us, JP. Yeah, cheers, JP. He's no worries.
2: Hey, mate, enjoy Rome. Yeah, enjoy
0: Rome. Yeah, will do.
6: Good luck with the Six Nations, lad. Cheers.
0: Cheers.
2: Does, it, does he, name, he
0: does it know we're not playing I think, <laughs> I, I think
2: yeah I think he wants me to play again oh he's a top man actually yeah, he, I like JP there's he's like, one of the
0: there's only a few refs that you can actually have a bit of banter with on the JP,
2: field JP Barnes is a good bloke yeah Barnes is brilliant I there's, like Nigel Owens as well sometimes uh, Nigel Owens is brilliant yeah sometimes um, he gets a bad rap but you just want guys with personality and, and mm. JP's one like Goody said hung like a squirrel but <laughs> yeah he's a good bloke
0: and
1: he listens to the bloke. show yeah top bloke amazing like him,
0: like
2: him.
1: So we've we've got a new segment this week, and it's brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Folk to Folk. Hey, I was meant to be reading that. No, no, you're telling us how it works. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. So I'll take. Or oh, do you want to read it?
2: Presenters, get an answer there. Love can, it. You can do it. Love it. It's I have he's a trying to, get, hey, Andy, he's trying to get. So her I've a got job to read here. though. So so we have a new segment this week, brought to you by our new <laughs> sponsor, yeah. Folk to Folk. They offer business loans, which Goody doesn't need because he's just got an eight grand tax rebate, <laughs> and they help UK businesses crack on and grow. Crack on. Mm. It's not a bank. It's a local lending. So they match local business owners up with local investors. So if you run a business and you need a loan, check them out. Let them know you've heard about them through the Rugby Pod 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 Pod. And you need to check out Folk2Folk.com. So that's Folk, the number two, then Folk again, .com. You get the links in the podcast description or check out our social media for more info. It's a good local UK company. So basically you need to check out Folk to Folk. That was the worst reading I've ever heard (laughs) in my life. So
1: basically what they do is you've got, so they match up a local investor with a local business person, right? So they're not a bank. If you, let's say Goody was was the business and Jim was Folk to Folk, uh Goody would go to Jim and Jim would uh, hook him up with some investors that would help Goody get his business off the ground.
2: Okay, Is that, is
1: that, is that about right?
2: They sound absolutely that amazing. Right?
1: So we've got this new segment and it's called Fan to Fan. Is that, is okay. that right, Jim? And, so and you it's, know folk to, it's
2: Fan to Fan by Folk to Folk. Yeah. And basically we're going to have a couple of uh, fans on the line. We're going to have, this week we're going to have someone from Ireland, someone from Scotland Ooh. leading up to the game. That makes sense, doesn't it? So we're going to have Patrick Creeley, I think it is. We'll get him. I think he's from Ireland, and Ian Munday from Scotland. And we're going to talk about the game this week, the Scotland-Ireland game. Yeah. And we're going to quiz them on their on their knowledge.
4: Hey, how's it going?
2: Ian, oh. Ian, that was you first, mate. The Scottish accent, I'd recognise a broad Scottish nah, accent. Yeah, go on, you uh, balance. It's not,
3: it's not the worst Scottish accent, is, but yeah, definitely Scottish.
2: Hey, Patrick, how are you, mate?
3: How are you doing, lads? Yeah. Big w- fan of the show.
2: Oh, good stuff. whereabouts in Ireland are you?
3: I'm in the mighty Dublin. Oh, okay.
2: Cristal's. Is that closed now? I don't know. Is Cristal's that nightclub still open or is it closed?
3: I wouldn't know uh, I wouldn't know Jim wouldn't be my uh, favorite haunt. I think it's it's
2: Cup of uh, Ian, whereabouts are you based in Scotland? Uh,
3: well, I'm a bit like you. I don't actually live in
4: Scotland at the moment. Um, I live with my girlfriend in Lancashire in England. Glad so another another Englishman. Right. there's no Scots.
0: There's no, no one wants to be Scottish. It's true I would it? love
4: to be
2: Scottish. No, no, no. We're all English. Until um, we die. Exactly. We've got Goodyear, the Lagerlout. Um so Patrick firstly, uh, who's your team that you support?
3: Ireland, obviously.
2: Yeah, Ireland. But what's your club team? Uh,
3: Newcastle Falcons. Yes. What? Got on the Falcons. What's going on here?
2: <laughs> OK, we'll leave it there. Ian, who do you support, mate? <laughs> um,
3: I'm
4: an Edinburgh fan, but I mean, well, I support Glasgow as well. So.
2: OK. Good stuff. So basically you're saying he's a Saracens fan. That's what you're saying hey, basically, on the show. He'll yeah, just support who's winning, surely. Um, do you guys know how this is going to work? Have you... Have you... Been brief. Don't
3: really have a rashers now. Okay, we so basically questions that Fred sent over, but um, that was all.
2: Ah, right? okay, so you've not Googled them. So basically, we're we've got a few questions that we're going to ask.
4: Sounds good. Yeah, far ahead.
2: Okay, so we'll go to Patrick of Ireland, first Newcastle Falcons fan. So name something you like about Scotland for this weekend's game. Tell me we- something that you like about Scotland. Nothing. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, that was Goody. Uh, sorry, that was goody. Uh,
3: Big fan of Flower of Scotland. It's a lovely L tune, I have to say.
2: It's nice. Nice. Anything else?
3: Uh, oh, Joking aside, I actually think they've come on quite well the past six months and a lot of ambition on their club sides are going well. So you have to admire their ambition in, in recent months.
2: Mm. Any players that you think stand out that you'd be frightened of if you were Ireland? No. <laughs> no. Just no, <laughs> Ian. Coming on to you then, mate. It's the same question. So, anything that stands out about uh, the Irish team coming to Murrayfield?
4: My favourite thing about Ireland it's probably got to be the like, Guinness. You know, only in Ireland, though, obviously. But uh, it's Ireland coming to Murrayfield, the best. The best thing about them is that they're not like they're not my least. Le- Being a Scottish fan, I've got a lot of painful memories, like of against Wales and England. Um, so there's, Ireland's not too bad. We have beaten them, like within my memory. So yeah, we have. They're not yeah. my least favourite team.
2: Three times in about yeah. six fifty years. Fifty years. I played in all three of them, Ian. There's yeah. there's no uh, I'm, right. I'm coming out, Vern. I'm coming to play. Uh, okay. So the other on the flip side of that, so something that you dislike, Patrick, about Scotland. What do you hate about Scotland?
3: Well, Jesus! So it have to be their their penchant for animal cruelty. <laughs> 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 their, their mistreatment of rabbits is absolutely disgusting, sure in France, yeah.
2: Man, I in I, I, hey, I bloody agree with you, Patrick. I really do. <laughs> We're all nodding. Yeah, We're we all are nodding. all nodding. I know, Peter, the um, the animal cruelty. Listen to this. We are all nodding. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Cheers, Patrick. Ian, something that you hate about the Irish? Uh,
4: I've not got anything as good as that. Um, I've not, I've, I've not got good memories of. Uh, I've been to. Uh, a couple of away games in Ireland um, not national but I went to see Glasgow in the Pro 12 final in Dublin uh, 2014 against Leinster um, and then I went to see uh, Edinburgh play Ulster as well in the semi-final uh, behind the King Cup when it was still that um, and I've got pretty painful memories of the whole of the Beaver Stadium uh, singing um, stand-up for the Ulster fans so I'm not not a big fan of that one
2: Yeah me neither mate, I'm with you Ian OK so Patrick, we've, we've got another question and well actually but both of you can probably listen and then answer this and I thought this was a very intriguing answer so Ireland and Scotland have played 132 times how many times have Ireland won and how many times have Scotland won
3: Jesus we weren't
2: 132 times we
3: weren't too successful before the 80s back
2: mate I'd struggle to i struggle to split 132 up
0: 55 times Ireland have won
2: which makes which makes how many for Scotland?
3: Goody. Eighty yards, seventy eight or something. <laughs> yeah, so mate. Don't worry,
2: mate. No one's eight. So we'll just go on how many times have Ireland won. So you say Ireland have won fifty five times. Yeah. Okay. And Ian, what do you reckon?
4: I'm going to go for Scotland. Yeah, it's about the same. Scotland, but eighty, mid eighties. Okay. 80s, interesting. Eighty two.
2: So you think Scotland have won 82 games?
4: Yeah, I'm going for that.
2: Okay, so... So that means he thinks Ireland have won 50 times. Yeah, but you've got your calculator right? I haven't, mate, Have the a answer. look at me. I've got a beer in my hand. So the answers are, basically, the answers are simply Ireland have won 61 times and Scotland have won 66. So that means Scotland, mm. we're better. Mm. We're better than Ireland. True story. It doesn't matter. to 132. Okay. Though, hey, it? who's it's asking sh- these questions? <laughs> Shut up, Goody. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible questioner. Okay, so Patrick, coming to you, mate, and there'll be a few, I reckon, well, a, a few that I know, actually... Which players in the squad would you most like to sit down for a pint with and why, of the Ireland squad?
3: None of them, really, to be honest. All shit, lads. They're all
2: shit, lads. You are right.
3: <laughs> There's no real lads that stick out. But if if Ferg McFadden was available for selection and in the squad, it would have to be him. I've heard he's quite a, a bountiful character.
2: All I'm saying is I've been in Vegas with Sean O'Brien. Loose as a goose. Oh, wow. He's a farmer, isn't he? Yeah. He's loose. Hey, what about any players of old? Keith Wood? I've I, I thrown his name about, but...
3: Keith Wood. Like Trevor Branham would have yeah. been a bit oh, of a mate. scrappy Duffy
2: day. do I tell you what, mate, he'd scrap his mum for a slice of toast. That's what I've heard. <laughs> um, Ian. <laughs> mate. And obviously Can you I,
1: imagine I, scrapping uh, your mum for a slice <laughs> of toast?
2: I just, yeah, I know. Ian, any Scottish players, any current ones that you think would be, be, be good on a night out? Uh, current ones? Well, when, um, when he gets the call, obviously
4: Jim Hamilton oh, is
0: mate. number one. Oh, he's a terrible drinker these days. Oh, Back mate, in the day. I, uh, but I mean, I
2: think... he'd mop you in life. <laughs> mate, I tell you, I could chop a pint out of a cardboard boot, and that's all I know. But anyone, anyone <laughs> yeah, there that me. that you look at and you think, man, he's loose.
4: It's probably got to be um, some. Of, well, some of the younger players, like around, depressingly, around my age, um, like uh, Stuart Hall, Finn Russell. I can imagine they'd they'd be a laugh on a night out. Yeah, um,
2: they're they're lightweight, so can't handle the drink at all. <laughs> Greg Laidlaw, on the other hand, he is hung like a slipper, mate. As well, he's loose as a goose on the bush. <laughs>
0: Is he hung 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 low? Is
1: he?
2: Yeah. Any? Uh, Covering everyone's measurements on the show. Yeah. Is there? <laughs> any any old school players that you think,
4: Ian? Old school one. That if someone's coming to mind, I can't remember. Is it? What was that? Um, was it 90s, 80s? The guy Milne, the beast, the, the, ah. Ian Mill or something.
2: Ian Milne, Yeah. He, yeah. What was his yeah, name? He's got Just comes blade. to mind for some reason. He had a nickname. Yeah. I oh, saw he goes out in Stockbridge all the time. Ian Mill, the bear, the bear, <laughs> or the beast, the bear or the beast. <laughs> OK, so a couple of questions on best places to watch the game. So, Patrick in Dublin, where's good to go and watch? If you're not going to the stadium, Temple Bar, where's a good place for anyone listening to the show who's going to be in Dublin that weekend?
3: Jeez, I wouldn't be caught dead in Temple Bar, Jim. <laughs> That's all uh... I know, mate.
2: I was there when I was 17.
3: If I had to go to any boozer, it would have to be O'Donohue's on Bag of Street. They do an exquisite Guinness, and so there's also good crack there.
2: I Is went it, to
1: O'Donohue's when I went up to watch the All Blacks play against Ireland. And it's a good spot, isn't it? It's a great spot. Yeah. I was out the back, and that's that's when Justin Marshall came in and was off his face, just sloppy. He he couldn't get anywhere without someone putting a whiskey in front of him. But he was sloppy, and then he <laughs> went to the and, and he's like, "If I still got it, if I still got it." And we're like, no, nah, you haven't still got it, mate. And then he went off to the toilets, came back with his shirt off, going, have I still got it? Have I still got it? It's like, marshy,
2: mate.
0: Oh, he, just, can, just, he can chop a jink as well. Oh. Marshy can chop. Chop a drink, yeah, very quickly. you
2: take you. You chopped a few that night. Yeah. Hey, I'll be keen to go there I'm next like year. Next I don't year, good. Out there. Yeah, next year. I mean, I'm going to come there next year, Patrick, for a beer or turn. And they have the live band there as well. Anyway, sorry. Oh, cool. sorry uh, Ian in in Edinburgh. Where, uh, where'd you go and watch the match? Are you, are you going to go to a pub, or if not, where's good to go? Well,
4: I'll probably end up being down here in England. But if I was in Edinburgh, I'd probably go um, Three Sisters, um, big sports bar in Cowgate. Yeah. Mm. it's got a massive big screen. It's good for. A, it was good during the World Cup and the big Nations and that. Mate, yeah, great best, place Best to go out
0: in Edinburgh?
2: Opal Lounge. Well, Opal, no, no yeah.
4: not to watch the rugby. No, just for... Opal, mate, Three Sisters, what, mate, basically.
5: What a
2: night out, Opal yeah. Lounge. So, in fact, will you, mate, Harry, Ellis, yeah. Harry Ellis would like it in Three Sisters. That's I saw Harry I saw Harry on, on Saturday. Oh, did you?
0: Yeah, Was uh, at Leicester.
2: How fat. And if you're worried about my health, oh, my God, Harry Ellis. Yeah, he's a big lad. Uh, we'll come on to Harry Ellis later. Uh, Patrick, predictions for the weekend, mate.
3: I reckon... Well, Sexton being back in training and available, that will be a big, big factor. So, I have to go with Ireland to win uh, comfortably.
2: Comfortably. Comfortably. Wow, Ian, what do you reckon? I'm
4: going to say, I'm going to say Scotland, obviously. Uh, Scotland by. I'm going to say eight points.
2: Ian, on with you, mate. I think Scotland by eight. By eight. By eight, right. genuinely.
4: Oh, you're delusional,
2: lads. Scotland bites. <laughs> Jim, you're delusional. dreaming. Jim, you're absolutely dreaming. OK, well, we will see. But, lads, <laughs> uh, thank you very, very much for c- coming on the show and uh, being good sports. and Patrick Crilly and
1: Ian Mundy. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers, boys. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Shall we get on to the Filthy 15 or go to social media? What are you guys Social say? media. Social media. We've got Good the break. social media hub is in action. We do. Chris, um, how are you?
4: Well, thanks. How are you, Andy? Good,
1: mate. Good. What have we got for? What have we got from the, uh, uh, the first social media all hub? We've got a
4: little feedback for Jim, uh, John Pennycook. Oh, oh, Cookie, yeah.
2: he's a Scotland kit man. He's, he's, watching he's, he's still a kit with man, right hand. You see what? He's Chop <laughs> it, yeah. Jim. So you know, Cookie. So John Pennycook is a legend in the. See, I'm talking you up here, so I don't need to chop my pint. Terrible shape on in him. In rugby though, circles, yeah. Basically, basically, it looks like he's got one of them sumo suits on underneath. <laughs>
4: <laughs> he's top got a leg. thing on the
2: back of his neck that looks like a GPS. Um, <laughs> can dance to the cow's kimono What are you, Cookie? He's about 25 stone, and he does the running man. Uh, and a lot of the lads hang around with him on a night out in Scotland because he's got all these magic tricks and stuff like mm. that. The best one is is he puts uh, a handkerchief down at the girl's top, gets her to count to three, whips it out, Bang opens it up. This bra appears out of nowhere. It does the same with the knickers. What? He's a magician. And oh, he's, he's actually a magician. He's oh, literally, literally bags of sick everywhere. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a magician. So that might be his bra. But then all the young lads, <laughs> all the young lads, all the young lads, hang, all the young lads hang about, hang about like with him in the slipstream. And like he don't mind me saying, he's fifty years old. He's married with with kids. But all the young lads will be there, like he's chatting up the girls, and then then they'll they'll stoop in. But. If there was a filthy 15 kit man... He'd 100% be it. He'd a million percent. Perfect. A million percent. Was. He was, so, I think uh, he was England
0: A kit man years
2: ago. That's where I met him. Yeah. Uh, and he was filthy then. But top lad. Yeah, top lad. So IOU went to Ibiza in the summer. Tops off. Jeez, mate, I look like Vin Diesel, mate. Well, not even Vin <laughs> Diesel. The Rock. I look like The Rock stood next, next to him. Cookie. Lovely. So that's where we go on holiday with him. So John Pennycook, the Scotland kit man. If anyone's looking for a kit man, I think you can follow him, Cookie Monster, on, on Twitter. Thanks for that. It sounds like you
4: might have got yourself out of trouble there.
1: How, um, have, you, have you got any stories? I mean, we, we, we could put him in as the kit man. Yeah, has got him. There's
2: no one else to go in there as the kit man apart from He. he I'd even have him close to managing the team.
1: Really?
4: Yeah. Uh, we've got a comment from Gary Davies. Uh, he's after a shout-out for the Get Busy Living Centre. Yes. Oh. Yeah, so the word is that the barn has been demolished. A few key items are needed still, however. Uh, so if there are any benevolent listeners out there, this is the call.
0: Well, this is it. You know, obviously, the Get Busy Living Center is Matt Hampson's dream, isn't it? Yeah. Tell, tell um, us what it is. Well, basically, Jim Hamilton uh, and myself are ambassadors to the Matt Hampson Foundation. Uh, it's, he his dream is to it's the Matt Hampson yeah. Trust. Yeah, it's yeah, Foundation. Um, and his dream is to build a Get Busy Living Center, which is uh, a rehab center for people, not just with spinal injuries,
2: is it? It's. Yeah, I think it's um, going to be a, a little bit broader. Than yeah. the foundation has been, it's going uh, to be a huge, huge center, um, a place where people can go who've been injured, but also their families, as almost like a retreat, yep. um, where yeah they can talk to people, they can hang out. I'm sure there'll be physio facilities there, and like Goody said, it, it's this is kind of going to be Hambo's legacy. Uh, obviously, cat- catastrophic injury, broke his neck, quadriplegia, but everything that he's done now probably can't say how much he has done mm. for guys that have been injured before, but me and Goody are big, as a lot of other guys in, involved in rugby, are big advocates for what he's doing, and this centre's just started being built now. Mm. I think the road's gone in. Yeah, so it's, the road's gone in. The road's gone in, so it's going to be... The hangers and, come down, is yeah, not it, and everything. And everything. But yeah.
0: it's basically, obviously, Matt, um, while he, and it's it's difficult to say this, but while, obviously, with his injury and what's happened to him, um, you know, it's, it was horrendous for him and his family, I think what the reason he's trying to build this Get Busy Living Centre... And raise funds and, and everything for it. To he appreciates in a horrendous situation how much support he's had, and he also understands uh, the amount of misfortune there is out there of people that don't have a support network around them um, when they have catastrophic injuries. Or um, and it's you know his his whole motto: get busy living. You see, just go Google it, go online, have a look at some of the stories, the videos, and it's the most inspirational thing you can ever look at. People with some serious, serious, horrendous injuries that will not get let that get in the way of what they want to achieve. And, you know, it's a mad, mad story, isn't there?
2: Yeah, well, there was one about a guy, a, a motocross guy, so rode a motorbike, came off his bike, broke his neck, was paralysed, I think, from the waist down. Your initial thoughts is, your life's over. And, and you know, your normal enjoyment, which for him was motorcycling. And what they, the, the Matt Hampson Foundation did was they they got him another bike that he could ride using his just his hands. And there was a VT at one of the dinners and you saw the joy in his face, but not just his face, it's his family's face that he was. He was he was living life to the full and still doing what he wanted to do. And I think that's going to be a big part of the centre is, okay, you've suffered an injury. It, it, it's bad. Like we know that, we accept that, but here's a place that you can come to, you can share, share your thoughts, your family can come and have a respite. And look, it's an unbelievably inspiring story. And like Goody said, if you can check out what they're doing, support in any way, um yeah, it'd be the best thing that you've done today. And on that, so we talk about uh, people
0: that are gonna donate money and stuff. As we said about me going out coming out of retirement and playing uh, a game for a local club. Uh let's put someone put an offer out there. I reckon ten grand I'll come and play a game for you. <laughs> That's but too what? expensive. So someone, no, if if ten put grand for the Matt Hampson Foundation. Ten grand I will come and play a game for any rugby club. There's gotta be a massive benefactor out there that fancy seeing me in a skin tight shirt again. But all that money will go to the Hambo Foundation to help build the Get Busy Living Centre, and it will, it will go a long way. So anyone out there, loads of you listen with bags of cash, I don't mm-hmm. want, I don't want a penny of it. I want it all to go to the Matt Hampson Foundation, Very true. the Get Busy Living Centre, and Definitely. Jim will come and coach, and then we'll get on this. So I might even go on the wing.
2: Depends what the level is. You get Jim and Goody,
4: that's a bargain. For yeah, Andrew. by 10, 10 grand's a bargain. Yeah. There we yeah go. So, nice one, thanks, guys. Let's. Um... Like Definitely Gary. something worth getting behind. So if you uh, if you have the means or any interest, jump online and, and have a look. Next question, broad one. If you could change or add any rule to rugby, other of you guys, what would it be, or what would the change be? Ooh. I
2: I hate the more, the more rule in terms of if someone holds you up and you're going forward, turn over into a scrum. That's a frustrating rule. I think yeah, I a lot of people that. find that. I mean, I, I, that. I enjoy more. Mm. But I think a lot of people would say, if you if you're going forward uh, with numbers in the breakdown, then you should ultimately come out with the ball. So I think that would stop players potentially who haven't got a great scrum or teams haven't got a great great scrum in doing that. Mm. Uh, I think that rule will, will change. Eventually. It should do. It should. So they what's, about? what's the change? Uh, well, the, the change the change, the change will be that the scrum becomes uh, the the team that's going, going forward. Yeah, yeah,
0: but also with that, I think a lot of the time they collapse now. I think referees have, are starting to change their their mannerisms a little bit. Because when the malls collapse, they sort of say ball's available, you've got to roll away. So I think the yeah. the change to the rule they should have be the, the law. It's called a law. Mm-hmm. Say so once it's on the deck, once the mall's collapsed, the team going forward, everyone's got to roll away. Yeah. Like a tackle. Yeah. Um yeah, definitely. You know, tackle get away. Um I agree with that. The only other rule I'd change
1: I don't like it because only only because it will encourage mauling. Obviously you got you, you love you love mauling. You nice. love you love, you love a maul yeah, love in front it. of you and sitting back in the pocket. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't know, I just don't think it's that exciting.
0: So I, think right. I think it encourages. the thing. I think it. ways you don't. It's not exciting to every fan watching it. But what mm. it does do a decent maul going forward ties in loads of defenders, which
2: creates create space. If art. you get the
0: ball out the back, mm. it's an art, mate. It create. It should create space out wide. I tell
2: you, it's if sp- you carry on with this, market, I'm sacking you. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: we go. So I change that. I also say no pre-season, but that was just for me. I never did. God, well, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm not keen for
2: another pre-season, I will tell you that. We'll see. So you're not playing for Irish. We'll see what happens, mate. Go. See what
1: Let's go to the filthy place. 15. What we got? What we on? Yeah, we're on the bench. So, Goody, uh, you've got someone for the bench, have you? you got anyone lined up? I'm it?
0: fairly dry for the bench. I mean...
1: You've got too comfortable in this position. I had a, I had word with Jim before about his
2: attitude. There's only, but the thing is, we, that, we've upped, we've up upped the ante now. Yeah, since, we, since we went to scrum half with Harry Ellis, the captain, everything changed mm. because we were trying to top that. And... We know, but if we want to start making stuff up, you know, about Mike Tyndall, you know, be careful what you say now. <laughs> his royalty. There'll be it's snipers right. everywhere. But I can start start making stuff up, but I, I've I'd put Sean Lamont on the bench. I would. I call him the hot water bottle. So this and is I nuts, know this is we, his we're talking. Have you seen? you seen? <laughs> wow, a, yes. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> his knucksack is the size of a hot water bottle. And wow. He does, and he does this trick, win lose or draw, where he pulls his knucksack over his belly button. Yeah. That's some strong skin, that, isn't it? Well, it's loose. Like, <laughs> loose skin.
1: You've and got I... everyone thinking at home at the moment, I'm, I'm going to go hungry, I'm going to go... I'm sure go I've seen a picture
0: it. We'll see how fat it goes. Seriously. A picture of it on, on Twitter
2: somewhere. If, lads, if, yeah, I've got a picture of it. I can't tweet it. I can ask him a sure I I'm sure someone's Maybe tweeted not. it. I'm yeah. sure I've I'll seen have, it on they, Twitter. Might, they might have done it. It looks like a mask. So he pulls it up, it looks like a mask. But any lads... I would not recommend the women to try it. Any lads over the age of 18 just tweet your picture No, Jim Hamilton. i tried it before and that's where on. i realized that i had a pair of wet tea bags <laughs> <laughs> once i tried it
0: wet tea bags but, and an acorn it's probably yeah, green tea exactly. as well yeah. it's, easy
2: to, it's easy to pull over it but the best place to do it the short see what i'm doing donald trump i'm putting my like the okay sign as i'm talking just to explain how to do it okay so the best place to do it is in a warm shower apparently or the bath it's called the sean lamont Make yourself a hot water bottle. <laughs> so he's on
1: the bench. Sean
0: Lamont on the bench he's with his hot water bottle. Goody. Um, yeah, I've just got to go back to the same guy I keep mentioning. I've got so much go abuse from a lot of players I keep play, I've played with, and Jim we've both played with you, him. You've been some bridges. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's
1: fine.
2: Sorry, hey, can but- we, sorry. We, there's a congratulations that we need as well. Oh, okay. There's a congratulations um, for a guy that didn't quite make the filthy fifteen, but Tom Van got this engaged just with. About to say, yeah, he did. Sorry, just about. He's Sorry, just pissed on my fire Literally, gym. mate. What about the boobs bigger than your head? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so to, Tom Van uh just got engaged. Congratulations, Tom. Congratulations, Tom. Sorry,
2: good. I literally um, just pissed on your whistle. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, but a lot of them, a lot of the lads I play with at Wasps and Leicester are always, how did Tom Van not make the filthy fifteen last time, on the wing or even stick him at foot, stick him out of position? So we've got to stick him on the bench just for the fact that and yeah. uh, he's got a special uh, we talked about it last week he's the filthiest guy ever he's just got engaged to Jagosaurus Rex I mean well, what was
1: Jagosaurus Rex <laughs> <laughs> What <laughs> uh,
3: question mark question mark his question mark. his
0: his new fiancée is a very lovely girl and a <laughs> is very, it you're very out? <laughs> a very lucky girl uh, and Tom Vondel is a very lucky boy Yeah So Tom Vondel's got to go on the bench for me yeah, he's going on Anyone that's played with him or against him, or toured with him, knows exactly what we're talking about here.
2: So now he's got in contact with us, said that he, exactly. wasn't, he wasn't very happy. Can, we, can you reveal his nickname? No, no, we can't get that. Okay. It just Jim, can you reveal his nickname? If you, I, don't, I, I can't. If you carry on, Tom Vondell, you're listening. If you carry on sending me and Goody abusive messages, we're going to reveal your nickname.
1: Yes.
3: Big, Seen them girl. some abusive big
2: fella. Mis- <laughs> uh, but please invite me on your stag because that's the only time I'm allowed out. Uh, yeah, uh, Andy Goose just got the picture up of the engagement photo. Congratulations to you both! Oh, congratulations! Oh my word!
0: Congratulations! Congratulations! Tom. Well done! Two yeah. small children heads. Yeah,
2: exactly. So, uh, as I was saying about golf, so a lot of lads get into golf, and they're not allowed to. Uh, they're not allowed to go on holiday with the lads. So they'll tell their wives that they're going to play golf. Golf club straight oh, in the boot. Which, uh, which rugby players aren't allowed to go on holiday with the lads? What, their wife say no. Brett Deacon, what's that about? Yeah, he's not who allowed. wears the trousers to these days? Uh, Kelly Brown, Kelly Brown's not allowed. It's because he's got four weeks to shave his eyebrows off to. Yeah, exactly. before he goes anywhere is he? Yeah, is that why, mate? He's not allowed to go. These big, uh, who r-
0: r- these big rough tough rugby men, are just uh, the only person that owns me is Ella Grace, and she's you know, Dad get to Vegas. Go on, son. Yeah. She says it. She's I'm, going
2: to, I'm going to Vegas. Go on. Uh, Luke narrowways stag do. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm no, on. Be, no, could be, could no, no. Sorts. You sure
1: you want to go on that?
2: It'll yeah. be all sorts. Yeah. There's, there, a few guys have emailed me and said, you've not named me in the Filthy 15. Are you doing one next season? And I just said, <laughs> sh- basically, I just said, show me what you're with and say, we'll get you on there. <laughs> show us what happens in Vegas. Show oh, me what yeah, happens in Vegas. So I'm going there equipped with a video camera. <laughs> GoPro. For the rugby pod for next year. Go, get the GoPro next on. Next season, yeah. It's a hell of a tease.
1: Well, thank you guys very much for coming in again. And uh, we'll, we'll be back again next week as we're, we're brought to you uh, weekly during the Six Nations. Thanks to our good friends, uh, Folk
0: to Folk. Come on, Scotland! No, Scotland. England, Grand Slam. Guaranteed. Pod, pod,
2: pod. Pod. Rippy pod. That was a good one, eh? Hey?